Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got CrashPlan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. CrashPlan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. So today on the podcast, be prepared to laugh a lot because... Allison Marshall is a handful. (laughs) We had a ton of fun interviewing her. We go back a while. I don't even really remember how I first discovered her, but then something clicked and I was like, wait a second, you live in Kansas City, like literally down the street. So Emily and I met up with her for coffee sometime last year. And since then, we've partnered up on a few various creative projects And it's been really fun to see her and her business grow as she's transitioned from a full-time wedding photographer into teaching other creative entrepreneurs how to grow a profitable online business. Yeah, we are diving into that. We share our story often with you guys about how we left one-on-one services and started teaching online, but we have another unicorn here to share her story in that process and the steps that she took to make all of that happen. So it's something that you're wanting to be doing. Be sure to listen to how Allison transitioned from wedding photography to online sales. But we also talk about the things that actually helped her make it happen, like getting people on your list and attracting the right kind of people. Her thoughts and processes on being yourself in your brand and things you can create for an opt-in to get people on your list. And she just does a quick brainstorm of all the different tactics that she used and gets successful, is successful at getting people on her list. So you can copy and paste those with some freebies that we're mentioning today, a lot of giggles, a lot of passionate yelling, and it's a really, really good time. So can't wait for you to give this one. Hello, everybody. We are here with our fellow Kansas Cityan and friend, Allison Marshall. Welcome to the show. Yay! Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. We are super pumped. I am on my like 17th cup of coffee today. I just cracked open a new... Oh, I just forgot. I forgot to make my second cup before I started. Oh, well, I'll drink this one for you. Uh, So be prepared for the high energy. Allison is a yeller and everyone's like super energetic today. I get really excited. Maybe turn you might have to turn the volume down, like listen with one headphone. I don't know. It's fine. It's going to be good. We're talking about a lot of great stuff today. So I think we're going to get it started off at the beginning, which we don't normally do. We don't normally like go into the journey and the why and like all that bullshit. But this really, I think people will want to hear about this because we constantly tell our audience about our journey of leaving one-on-one client work and deadlines and projects and approvals and 
all that stuff, working nights and weekends and transitioning to digital sales and education and passive income. Like I, I put that in quotes all the time because <laughs> no, everyone knows it's not actually passive and you did the same thing. Yeah. And so I want to hear like how that worked for you, why you did that, what your timeline was, like give us all the juicy background for yeah, that. I would love to do the juicy details. Okay. So basically, well, I always knew I wanted to start a business from an early age, but it all started in 2010. I actually got married in 2009. No longer married, by the way, but I got married in 2009 and I loved the wedding photographers we had. They were awesome. They were having fun. They were young. I loved my photos. And I was like, yo, I was like, I've always loved taking photos. I was obsessed with weddings. I was actually a wedding planner before, before that. And so I was like, I need to start a wedding photography business. So I, I didn't even own a real camera. So I ordered my camera, got my site up, got my Facebook up. And within months, I had already booked enough clients to go full time, which was great. And actually, awesome. I was living in California at the time. I was pursuing the acting thing in Los Angeles. And so I knew I was going to move back to Kansas City in 2010. So I was like, I want to be able to, when I get to Kansas City, just do the photography thing. So I booked those clients. I had nothing to show them when I was on Facebook, just my personal photos got to the city and I loved it. Like it totally, it was me. I, I loved everything. Waking up to a job I loved was just changed the quality of my life. But about three years in, I started to feel like I was falling really in love with like the business side and like the marketing and the branding. I had started a blog in 2006. I was obsessed with blogging. And I also found that people were like asking me business questions all the time. And so I started kind of dabbling in that a little bit, blogging some business tips and tricks, you know, like just kind of dabbling in the side. And then I was like, you know what? When I got really honest with myself, I was like, I don't want to shoot weddings forever. For one, they're very, very mentally and physically exhausting. I feel like an 80-year-old already. Yep. So I didn't want to do that forever. And I I also just found it exhausting. And I was like, I want to teach people business because I love having a business and I want everyone to be able to have a job they love. So I kind of put it off for a while because I didn't know how to make it happen. So I kind of was like shooting weddings still and then kind of doing a little bit of business tutorials here and there. But it wasn't until January of 2000, 2015 where I was like, okay, this is really time consuming because I was blogging like five days a week and I wasn't actually making any money from it. And I was like, if I'm going to keep doing this, I need to start making money from it because I don't have time <laughs> with my photography business. So I made right then and there, I took down my main blog, totally rebranded it. Um, that's when Wonderlast happened, which is who I am now. I rebranded it. And a couple months later, I launched it back out into the world and over 2015, I was really focused on kind of making that transition, growing my audience. And in 2016 is when I shot my last wedding and I was then fully just my online business of teaching That's other awesome. entrepreneurs. Yeah. So it's I love that. Ride. So did you, did, I want to know if you did this part of your stage differently than we did. Cause it's one yeah. of our, like looking back on it mistakes, but when you were like, okay, I'm, t I'm rebranding the blog, I'm taking down the website. And it's a couple months later when you fully launched like more digital stuff and weren't doing weddings. Did you like, were you still making, making money at that time? Like, obviously you were able to like pay rent and like pay your bills, but like, did 
did you have a flux of three months where it was just like a couple hundred bucks here, a couple hundred bucks Um, there, or did you plan that better? I didn't really have a plan. I just knew that I needed to start transitioning. And part of the thing was that weddings book, I mean, for me, they are booking like a year and a half in advance. Right. Like I already had, even though I might've been able to make the switch at the very beginning of 2016, I had weddings already booked until the end of 2016. So I didn't really plan it, but I already had things on the books. And so I generally had some money coming in, Yeah, but not, I mean, some months, like I didn't have, I mean, there are months where I didn't have any weddings and I didn't really (laughs) have a whole lot going on in there. (laughs) So, but I made it work. I kept living expenses low and I had enough kind of cushion so that I didn't have to just like, you know, I wasn't digging into, you know, going into debt or anything like that. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, yeah. So what was your first sort of like, this is my first product. This is how I'm going to make money. How did you decide what that was going to be? And what did you end up launching? So, okay. So like, are you talking about paid product? Yeah. So what was your first paid product so, for Wonderless? Oh, hilariously, it was actually, it's actually a... <laughs> It's a planner, a tangible planner that I sell because I was obsessed with planners and still am. By the way, I've taken your guys' Trello course. It's awesome. <laughs> but I soft, <laughs> soft Trello plug in the background. <laughs> Trelloforbusiness.com. Yeah, it's really good. But anyway, so at the at the end of 2015, honestly, I I kind of did it backwards. I didn't really pay attention to what people were asking me for. I just created something that I wanted. I had like three different planners at the time. I'm just a tangible person in general. So I had like three different planners and I was like, you know what? I want a planner where I can plan my blog and my business and my life all in one place. And so that's initially why I created it. And then I decided to just make it available to other people. And so that was the very first thing I did. And it did well. I mean, I still sell it every month. So that's been cool. But that was like the very first thing I did. I didn't really have a strategy behind it other than I just wanted it for myself. (laughs) (laughs) So when you were creating the things, even outside the planner, so like you're shooting weddings and you're as a photographer. So if you guys don't know or haven't heard our story in particular, I also left a photography business to do what we now do full time. I had transitioned from like shooting families to doing style sessions for other bloggers and then offering strategy sessions for those people and then opening up a course to teach other photographers how to make money. So did you dabble in the like, do I want to offer something to other photographers? Because that's what I really know. Or did you open it up to creatives and business owners right out of the gate? I pretty much just opened it up to creatives and business owners right out of the gate. Cause like I was, I loved photography, but I didn't want to teach photography because ultimately back, you know, when I was back 2013 ish is when I was like, I like the business side. It wasn't that I didn't like photography. I love photography, but that's not what I wanted to teach. Like I fell in love with the marketing and the branding and all of that stuff. And I, I was like, more than anything else, I just wanted to help other people start businesses so that they could have a job that they also loved. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what I decided to focus on out of the gate. Even though I did have people who were like, well, you should do a photography course. And I was like, no, I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. Thanks. <laughs> nope. <Yeah>. Bowie. <laughs> so how did you get into growing an audience? What were some of your tactics to start kind of building social media followings and building an email list? 
Well, the very, very first thing I did. So funny story. I, <laughs> I took B school back in 2013, that really popular business program by Marie Forleo took that in 2013. And like, it's an expensive program. And one of the six modules of, of that program is the importance of list building. Mm-hmm. And so I like, I knew I needed to do it, but I didn't want to. So I put it off for like two years <laughs> because I was just like, I can't, it's too overwhelming. So I actually put it off for a long time. And then once I did start it, I kind of just ignored it and I didn't have any real, I had like, tw- I was stuck at 28 subscribers for an entire year. Oh, wow. So yes. So when, when I decided to get serious in yeah. 2015, I was like, okay, I need to stop messing around with this. Like, I know it's important. I have to take this seriously. So the very first thing I did to start growing my list was I created a branding workbook to help people infuse their personalities into their brand. Cause that's one of the things I am really passionate about. So created the workbook and I immediately had a few hundred people, I think in that first week. And I was also dabbling in Pinterest. Um, mm-hmm. So I was pinning, you know, pinning that workbook on Pinterest and it actually got a lot of traction and that pin became really popular. Still, when I type in branding on Pinterest, that workbook shows up. So the workbook got a lot of traction from Pinterest. I shared it on my blog and then I started to just do a lot of content upgrades. That was like the next thing that really grew my list. So that's, those are like the first two things that I did. I mean, there are lots of other things that I do now, but those were the, the initial, like getting up a really quality workbook, AKA freebie. (laughs) And then just focusing on creating things that I knew that my audience wanted and sticking them into blog posts, like all the time. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Did you fall into the trap that we did where you wanted to make like a freebie for almost every blog post that you wrote? You're like, I can make a one sheet. I can make a workbook for this. Okay. And then you have like a freaking 150 <laughs> opt-ins. Yes. And in fact, I'm embarrassed to say it wasn't until like last August, we're talking like less than a year ago when I realized I was like, you know what? I can use the same freebie in multiple yes. blog posts. Like hey, I- it took us a while to figure that out too. <laughs> and I had one freebie that was like stock photos. It had like thousands of opt-ins for it. And I was, it was only in one blog post. And I could literally have plugged that into like 20 blog posts. I'm like, I have missed out on so many people and probably wasted a lot of time trying to just make a new thing for every blog post. So what's the turnaround for that that you can give people to take away? So instead of this, do this instead. Instead of coming up with a new freebie every single time you do a blog post, come up with an awesome freebie you know your audience wants and then plan out like five to 10 blog posts on the topic of that freebie where you can include that freebie in each post Mm -hmm. instead of having to do it every single time. Yes. For sure. We did. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, That's that's when we were in the season of creating the resource library. That that was the cool thing to do in like 2015 where you're like, I have this resource library and like, there's like 37 free things in there and it just like make them super valuable and make them like not generic, but in the, in in the sense that they could work for multiple like topics and multiple themes and make them super meaty. But like, honestly, you don't need more than like three. I know. I have have that resource library and it was really built up in 2015. (laughs) Yep. Cut the crap. Everyone did it. So What do you think has been the big game changer for you? Because I know you didn't stay at 28 
subscribers. Oh. You know? What are you at now? What What is working for you now? How have you been able to kind of shift that mindset and really be focused on list building? So, well, I actually, God, so I feel like it's been so long. It's only been two years. <laughs> I think in that first year, the just the content upgrades got me, I want to say about 10,000 subscribers in 2015. But the thing that really took it over the edge in 2016 was doing webinars, doing webinars solo and doing joint venture webinars. Those were the things that really, and I'm like, I like to tell everyone, like they didn't just grow my email. It's like they grow every aspect of your business and like you start standing out more. People start hearing about you more and then people start inviting you onto their podcast. People start like, and so then like, not only did the webinars grow my email list just for people registering, but I was getting more traffic as a result of like getting in front of more audiences. And that was resulting in more opt-ins, which was resulting in my list growing. So it's all this snowball effect, guys. Yes, it really is. It really is. And I am super passionate about webinars, whatever you want to call them, live workshop. Yeah. Masterclass. Masterclass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but they are truly, truly like that was for me one of the biggest things that grew my list in 2016. So how did you know that someone would be great to partner with on a webinar? And like, how did you talk to us about the structure of like getting your audience warmed up to the idea of this other person or vice versa and make sure that it was like beneficial for both parties? So first it was, it's, it's important, no matter who you're going to part with, you want to make sure that their audience is like your ideal audience. You probably have heard the term your ideal customer or your dream audience, but you do need to make sure that they also share the same audience because then if their audience wants something totally different than your audience, then it's really not going to benefit you much. So you want to be getting in front of an audience who is actually filled with people you want to be getting in front of. So like, that's one of the first things. Secondly, I wanted to part with partner with people who I actually liked and admired and I loved the quality of their stuff. Like I want to just partner with anybody. Like when I would research people who I wanted to partner with, if someone reached out to me or if I was going to reach out to someone, like I want to make sure that the quality of their stuff is awesome. I know that my, my people are going to love it. And if I was going to be bundling, like sometimes you can get together with people on webinars and at the end you're like, we have an epic limited time bundle where we're selling you more things. It's really good to make sure that you are offering things that complement each other and not compete with each other. So you don't want to be selling something, uh, two things that are totally unrelated. And they're like, what the fuck? Like these have nothing to do with, or like two things that are competing with each other. So those are like the three main things. I would say audience, just the quality of their stuff. Will my, will my audience love them? And then do they have something that complements what I have? Yeah. So I know you also host some pretty bomb ass giveaways and that has really led to a lot of people for your list. So talk oh, to yeah, us about that. You did do giveaways. You did. Uh, yeah, you guys were in my giveaway. Like, I was just in yours. Okay, anyway. Uh, <laughs> we're friends, guys. Yeah, I did my first giveaway last summer and I think I, uh, I want to say it was about, I can't remember if it was like 1,400 new people or 1,700 new people. On it was list. a lot. A lot. But it was a I lot. I was very happy with us participating. <laughs> <laughs> hey! <laughs> yes, like that was literally like 1,400, 1,700 people in the span of like a two-week giveaway. So that has been something that's been great. Another thing that I've been doing actually just kind of recently 
is, I don't know who came up with the term. I, I just came up with it when I was working out one day, even though I'm sure that it's, it's not an original idea. It's existed before me, but a link exchange. So like you partner with someone and you don't have to like a webinar is great, but they are a lot of work and they require a lot of time. Whereas if you do a link exchange, it's basically you are sending an email out to your list endorsing this other person, maybe linking to one of their freebies, be like, you guys, I think you're going to really love this. Here you go. And so you're just kind of like promoting each other to each other's audiences. And that has also been really cool. A much like just quicker, but yet still awesome yeah. way to grow your list. Yeah. I We've never that. tried that. So I've heard of people doing that in uh, blog posts, but mm-hmm. I haven't necessarily seen a lot of that in email, at least as of late. So yeah, that's what I've, that's what I've been doing. Yeah. Like I, I, yeah, I really like it. So it's been cool. I've been focusing on that in the last few months. Cause like, I don't have time to do a webinar every two seconds right now. We, we don't either. We, we got a little burnt out. And I know you guys are doing a crap ton of webinars. <laughs> I know. That was pre-baby, first of all. I know. And so now I'm just like, I'm a never put makeup on anymore, and B, if I, I, I just can't, either. like I just can't. <laughs> yeah, I I'm planning a webinar for next week, and I literally spent ten hours on making the slides yesterday, and then the day before I spent like five doing the outline, and the day before, like it's been all week, like it has taken all week to prepare for this. So like I don't have time uh-huh. to do that every week. <laughs> No, and when we have a webinar, like, we can't really expect, yeah, anything else to get done during the day because it's, like, takes out so much of your energy. So, yeah, link exchange, link sharing party sounds like something we need to try. Yes. (laughs) Any other genius ideas we've never heard of? what else are we missing? (laughs) Like, I know that existed before me, but I literally felt really cool because, like, I came up with it without hearing about it first. But anyway, probably nothing that you haven't heard of. I would say... That's what I've been doing a lot of this year. And you you all know about podcasting. I'm actually curious to hear about podcasting and how that has been working for you all. Because you guys have like a million new guests on every week. So, <laughs> Well, I think it's definitely helps our passive sales for yeah. sure. Like we've been able yeah. to launch less. But just because, I mean, similar to a webinar, people get to hear from us and they hear like how we treat everything. And Mm -hmm. so it's been nice because we're, we're, we don't have to necessarily be in sales mode, but they just see the quality Mm -hmm. of the stuff we put out. And so then we have, I mean, every day, random purchases, which we had random purchases before, but I think those have gone up. Yeah. Yeah. And I think but, our freebies are also doing well. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. The freebies do well. We mentioned them on the podcast and they're, it's just another thing to pin. So I think that that can help right. also like just more content for online, but I'm sure that there are ways that we could be taking even more advantage of it. And at this point, sure. like we're actually just chatting with our friend, Rachel over from Chatbooks, and they're trying to dig around and find a better tracking system for podcast links. And like when you're sharing this stuff, like even if you share a bit.ly, even if you share a certain page, like it's not that reliable. And so like getting that super custom tracking through podcasts, it's one of the last frontiers that we've been able to like really truly track the stuff. Because like face, like if you're on the internet, you can put 
pixels and cookies and like all this stuff and really know how people are interacting. But when you hear audio in one place Mm -hmm. and then they go do all these different things, it's really hard to know where they came from or what was their like process. And obviously as our business grows, analytics becomes more, more important, but (laughs) can um, I just say it's off topic? Well, it's on the topic we're talking about now in analytics analytics however you say it <laughs> in the first like year and a half I was afraid to check them like even though Why? it's like a part I don't know I just like I had I I don't know I have like I had well not so much anymore but like for you, the first like, a phobia yes I did I didn't want to check yeah. my page views I didn't want to check this I don't want to know I'm like if if it's tanking right now I don't even want to know like yeah, I don't even yeah. want to I don't want to see and so like I swept like looking at stats and analytics under the rug for a long time. <laughs> it's a it's a real thing. Like fear of what the numbers are going to tell you is a real thing. Like I'm just going to do me and I'm going to know like the vibe that I'm feeling that's online. So I know I'm doing <laughs> yeah. something right. I don't need to know if it just like crashed and burned over yeah, here. Yeah. So like I have made it my personal mission to be like a master at like conversion rates and all yeah, of that. Girl. Like making it, making it my business. Yeah. Like, it started as a major phobia for a long time. It's I'm the same way. Abby's the only reason why I like care about some of that stuff now or even know what to ask. Cause before I'm just like, you can know that number. Like what the hell? Yeah. Yeah. It's all new to me too. It's fine. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million unique monthly visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. So I want to talk about, I want to switch gears a little bit, but I know that branding, being authentic, personality, and like truly being like yourself, no matter like how high your freak flag is, is super super important in your business. And we talk about this all the time of just like, just like freaking be yourself. Like if you want to curse, curse. If you don't, don't. Like if you like marble, great. If you like hot pink, if you like, you know, I don't give a shit. Like just do it know it and like lean into that so hard because it's going to like attract your people and so I know you agree but like screaming yeah she's yelling at me right now it's fine it's a good yell like we all it's good so stop myself from pounding on the desk right now just like that would be really annoying does Allison need like an adult swaddle sometimes (laughs) (laughs) to just like contain I should have put my straight jacket on for today's (laughs) interview I don't actually own a straight jacket, by the way. <laughs> it's fine. Guys, it's fine. <laughs> Sorry, now what was the question? I got so excited. I didn't even yeah, know you so said. talk to me about, A, like that decision-making process when you were first getting started. Like, how was Allison going to be Allison? Like, where did you, like, let it shine? Did you, like, leak some of it out more later? Like, how did that process work for you? And how can other people who are, who are nervous about doing that just dive in. Yes. So the first, like the first instance that I can remember where I really got clear on, oh man, I need to like be myself was when I started my wedding photography business, I didn't really know much about branding or anything like that. I just took the leap and was like, I'm going to learn as I go. So I put up like a, a website that was very, it was professional. It was a professional website, but it was very generic and you know, meh never. It just looked like every other photographer's website out there. And I realized that I was booking very just like traditional, very classic couples. And there is nothing wrong with that. But after the first like couple, like two years, I was like, you know what? I don't, I don't want to shoot traditional weddings. I want to be working with like offbeat, quirky, weird people who have like crazy weddings and themes and all that. So I took down my website and totally changed it. And I was like, I need to figure out a way to attract these types of people. So I took down my site. I had a I had a photo shoot with all sorts of crazy gals and guys. I had a 
bride wearing her roller skates and her wedding dress and she was covered in tattoos and I like put up all of this stuff and instantly when I put out my new website those types of people were coming to me and being like isn't that awesome yes and so when I decided to start Wonderlass I was like well first of all (laughs) anyone who thinks that being in the business and marketing industry that it's easy um, because people are like, well, you're easy. You're in the business of marketing. Like, it's so easy to make money from that. Like, actually, it's one of the most crowded industries uh-huh. there is. So I knew that I had to figure out a way. Like, okay, there might be 10 million people teaching online business, but what makes me different? And so I'm really passionate about looking at not only... So first, you need to figure out who you're trying to attract, like, really clearly who they are, like all of those, you know, those cliche questions, like what are their struggles and what are their (laughs) deep, dark desires? You do need to know those things, but you need to be able to just like sit down and talk about your dream audience. Like they're your best friend. Mm -hmm. So when you have clarity on that, you can start kind of using their words and your copy, like looking at how they're actually talking. But then I also like to sit down and think like, okay, how can I infuse like First of all, you have to be really clear on who you are. You have to go on a journey of self-discovery if you're not actually clear. But you need to know, like, your passions and what makes you different. What are your quirks? Like, what are you good at? And figure out a way to infuse that into every aspect of your brand in your business. Your copy, your photos, your website design, how you talk to people, all of that stuff. So I think ultimately you need to be clear on who you're trying to attract and then being clear at who you are so that you can figure out ways to just infuse your personality in your business, especially now when there's like everyone is starting on business. I mean, which is awesome. Like it's great that people are like taking, taking the leap to do something they love, but it's, there's plenty of buyers out there. So like you have to stand out still. Exactly. And it's important. And now more than ever that you are differentiating yourself from everybody else. And it's more fun that way when you're trying to like be someone you think you have to be, or like kind of copying someone else because maybe they're successful and you think you need to copy them. That's no fun. And that's not going to, ultimately probably work out for you in the long term. (laughs) Yeah, I just want to give you some props because, you know, you are Allison online, like, and if I've met Allison in person, we live in the same city. Allison shops in the Target girls section. In fact, the shirt I'm wearing right now is from the kids section. She, (laughs) she like wears quirky clothes. She wears funky makeup. Her hair's always new. Like that's just who she is. And like for us, like we're, you know, we have like that we're California dreamers. We're a little bit hippie. We're like a little more natural. We're a lot more laid back. We're a lot more laid back than Allison. No offense. We, Allison's a little more high strung. my business, not TCC necessarily, but my first Mm -hmm. business, I tried so hard to be something that I wasn't. Mm -hmm. And I tried to be a little more feminine than I was and a little Mm -hmm. more soft. And I'm a little harder on the edges. (laughs) And I'm a little more like, 
I, I'm, I'm just going to tell you how it is. And I will sit around without pants on for four days. And then I'm like, <laughs> and, then I'm, and then I'm total glam. Like there's no difference. Like I can look like homeless and then glam, <laughs> glam, tastic. See, my problem is, is I have no in between. It's there's either no like homeless or I'm ready for like an anthropology model shoot. Like that's yeah. it. There's oh no in between. I think <laughs> it's so hard. Home. I always tell my my boyfriend will always be like, "Can I stop by later?" I'll be like, "No, no. I'm homeless right now." <laughs> like, no. <laughs> well, and here's the thing with this, guys. Like, in all seriousness, we hear from so many people still who are like creating their own business and they're going after their passion and they're doing what you like. But something is still missing and like it's not working and you're unhappy and you're dreading doing it and you're dreading working with your people. And when we ask you like, okay, well, who do you want to serve or what do you want to be? And you realize that you've been building up an audience of people you don't even like that much. And you've been doing this job and making these impacts for people that you don't even want to be hanging out with. Like I could like pop into our group and literally want to have everyone over for a sleepover and it would be a freaking blast. (laughs) And that's that would be great. Like, like, like 9,000 of you come over to my house. It's fine. There's plenty of room. Yeah. <laughs> we can like do tents. I have like a yard for days. Yes. So like really, truly ask yourself, like, is it, is it what you're doing or is it who you're talking to that's making you not like your job? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I find a lot of people, especially last year, I noticed that, and I see this a lot in people in my group and my students. I'll look at their website or whatever, and 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 not just my students. I'm not bashing anyone in particular, but I see this happen all the time where someone will have a website and it will be about a topic that is totally unrelated to business, yes. but they will have a business and blogging tips section yep. because yep. they feel like they need to have that in order to like make it. You don't have to be B two B to make it. No, no. please. That's okay. That is just confusing. When I get to a site and I mm-hmm. see that, I'm like, I mean, it, it confuses people and you're not, it's just don't do it. So yep. I, to clear the air on that, the reason you see all these B2B people that are successful is because it's their job for you, for you to, to see that. For them to notice. The reason yeah. you don't notice the other people necessarily is because they're doing their job too. And so yes. if you want to be in a certain mm-hmm. niche, be there, but yeah. don't feel like you have to be in here too. We yeah, see so many chosen. Yeah, we see so many posts of of people who want to blog, which is what you you help people do all the time, like turning a a, a business from your blog. Yeah. If you want to do that, so you're like, okay, everyone tells me I need a blog and like it's going to help me grow my business, but why am I only learning from people who are teaching bloggers how to make money from blogging who are blogging? Yeah. (laughs) Because that's their job. Like you're not going to see someone who makes jewelry who's blogging and it works for her teaching you how to blog as a jeweler, like until she transitions that part of her business. Like that's just not what's going to happen. Yeah. Like they're just doing it. Yeah. So just because you don't see it, it doesn't mean that it's not happening. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. Jesus. I love I know. I get, I'm getting really riled up. I'm like getting sweaty. I'm like sweating. <laughs> <laughs> Guys. <And> big pit stains <laughs> This is the most ridiculous interview ever. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Anyway. Okay. Well, it's a good thing there's 
no visuals. <laughs> I want to get back to if you were to talk to little baby Biz Allison and you could <laughs> give her some advice and you could give her friends some advice who are maybe just starting out and looking for more ways to grow their online business, what what would you say to her? What would you say to yourself? What would you say to her friends? Okay, well, for starters, I would say <clears throat> you don't have to have it all figured out right from the beginning. I see so many people who, like when I first started my blog, I had zero plan. I had zero pre-whatever. In, I had diddly crap. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to figure it all out from the beginning. You're not going to start really learning things and figuring out maybe even like truly what you want to do until you just start doing some stuff. So it's totally okay to realize that it's a journey. It's a process. You're going to learn things as you go. And that can only come from actually doing it. And the second would probably just be other than being yourself, which I'm really passionate about, like, don't be afraid to be who you are is to focus. When I first started So when I decided I wanted to kind of like turn my blog into a business, start an online business, I was still like all over the place because I, I, I was like, I was doing, (laughs) I wish you could see, I I wish you could have seen my blog. It was like, I was blogging about recipes and DIY and dating and storm chasing and photography and business tips. Like I was all over the place. Maybe not storm chasing. We didn't have storm chasing. Oh yes. (laughs) I had storm chasing, but I did that for a couple years and I was blogging like five days a week and I had zero following. Why? Because the people who came to my blog for storm chasing didn't care about the rest. And the people who came to my business for business stuff didn't care about their. So like, I wasn't able to really, it was just retain them. Yeah, Yeah. it was a big mess. And, and I felt overwhelmed and I was spreading myself too thin. So I would say, pick your one, like one, what is the thing? If I had been honest with myself, I would have realized that it was like the business side of things that I wanted to focus on, but I was like kind of afraid to do that. So I padded it out with a bunch of other crap that shouldn't have been there. So I would say focus, get focused, the more focus, especially when you're just starting out, like as you grow and like, if you get like a lot of the bigger people in industries, they can kind of broaden their focus because they've already kind of established themselves. But the more focus that you can be in the beginning, the easier it's going to be for you to really find your tribe and to kind of become really good at just that one thing. And my point too to the focus is if you make the same mistake we did and blog about a recipe and then a Pinterest tutorial and then this don't feel like you have to delete everything and start over. Like you don't have to, you course correct, but you don't have to burn the house down and then rebuild it. Like don't, don't do that. Like just pivot. Like if you have to rebrand, do it on that same site. Yeah. Recreate your logo, recreate your topics. Like just let the people who you want coming in know, like what are the changes and what's happening? Just do better tomorrow. You don't have to, and it goes with your Instagram feed. It goes with like your Facebook lives. Like you don't have to delete any, you don't have to do any of that. Don't spend your energy like erasing all of that learning part because it literally is going to take your time to go through and delete and just do better tomorrow. Yeah. And that's totally normal. Like sometimes you're going to start off thinking you want to do one thing and then realize, eh, it's not really what I want to do. And then it's, it's going to lead you to something else. It's like when I started photography, that's what I want to do at the time. But it was through that that I discovered, 
my true passion was teaching people business and marketing yep. and branding. So and even outside of that, like I'm sure since you've been doing this for, you know, as long as we have, there's been a pivot in teaching online where it's like, okay, this is what I want to be talking to people about. And this is how I want to do it. Like yeah. that kind of aha moment came for us even like really this year of like, how do we really want to structure this and what do we want to be doing? And so just it, all of it's a journey. Like we don't all have it figured out ever. No. Like, no. <laughs> Learn you just have to go. keep leaning into well, the stuff. And, you know, as the world keeps changing. Like, yes. you can't, you have to be mindful that, you know, what's working one minute may, may break Not the next. next. <laughs> and yeah. so you just... Periscope, you gotta, anybody? Yeah, I know. <laughs> You just, you just have to keep going and you have to keep trying new things and you can't, Mm -hmm. you can't wait until it's been around 15 years before you jump in in 15 years. Mm -hmm. Like it's never too late to start because it's always changing. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And we're all learning too. So a lot of times we're starting over. So you, you may be brand new, but we're starting over constantly because the world is throwing us. You like know. Facebook Live didn't exist when we first started. Yes, business. No, so oh my gosh. Like, yes. I know. Now so. it's like one of my favorite things. Yeah. Oh, we freaking love it. So Video fun. is where it's at, yes. guys. Yes. Seriously. And I used to be so scared of it. I was like, <gasps> this is awful. It's so good. In fact, it's hilarious. I always tell people last year, I vowed I would never do a webinar. I was like, hell no. Like, I don't want to be live. <laughs> I don't want to sell sell anything live like I would rather die than do a webinar ain't happening but I forced myself to do one because I was like I can't ignore the fact that they seem to be growing people's business I did it and I literally finished my first webinar and I was like oh my gosh that was like some of the most fun I've ever had it was so fun Uh was that a hell no with a goat laugh oh hell no (laughs) (laughs) yes Yes. (laughs) I don't even know and I remember too when we taught little baby Allison how to broadcast live on Facebook. Do you remember oh, that yes. conversation? Yes, you guys. Are you talking about OBS? No, like literally, like clicking the button in your group and oh, going live. We taught you all the steps for live because you you, you just did. you didn't know how, but it's I fine. Didn't know how. I remember when someone showed me how to start a Facebook group like a year and a half ago. I was like, how do I even like put the settings? And I had someone email or send me a message, and they're like, you might want to change this because all these settings are wrong. And it's like <laughs> you never know. <laughs> you guys just dive in and you like I love to do that. it. I love that about you because it's 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 what it's a value that I love about it's it's what I love about myself also. <laughs> An aspect that I think is really beneficial to to all of us sitting here today, and it's why we are still in business, and it's why we have the direction that we're going. It's why we have our audience is because we just said that sounds really great. Let me put some strategy behind it. Let me think about it for a second, but I'm also not going to overthink it. Yeah, and I'm yes. just oh my it, gosh, yes. I'm going to try it. And if it freaking sucks for our business, we'll just like figure out how to repurpose the content. Like membership site sucked for our business. We repurpose that content. Like that's just the one thing I can think of because everything else we do really well in business. So uh, (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, yeah, you're right. (laughs) Hey, I mean, oh my God. true though and like I I like to tell people like kind of off topic but not really like kind of speaking of like 
learning and, and flops and not getting it right out of the gate. Like I always tell people when I launched my first course last spring, my launch, if you can even call it that, because I didn't really plan anything, was $179. And, mm-hmm. and now I see people are like, oh my gosh, like I need to hit five, 10, whatever, yeah. not, not 10 yeah. figures, but you know, like, it's like, no, like I started and my first thing was 179 yeah. and now I'm making money. But like, yeah. I didn't start off having it like all figured out. <laughs> I took that launch and I was like, okay, or lack of one. And then mm-hmm. I actually sat back and figured out what to do and what I didn't do that, you know, it's all growing and learning. Taking what, what, taking what's not working and figuring out why and then doing it again and well, doing it again. <laughs> and I think a quality that's really served you well is despite how much your business has grown, like you're not a baby business anymore. Like you have a significant oh, following, thanks. you have a significant <laughs> audience on social media, but you're still willing to experiment and you're still willing mm-hmm. to make mistakes and oh, I make mistakes all the time. <laughs> and, but it's it's really benefited you because I think in a lot of ways you've grown faster than some of your competition because you've really just put the fuel to the fire and said, I don't really care if this works or not. I'm going to try it anyway. And, Thank you. And so... I mean, thanks for being the experimenter in the pack. Cause I'm like, <laughs> what's Allison trying over there? Maybe you know, we can. Like, my motto is like, I need to be always doing something that is scaring the crap out of me or mm-hmm. stepping myself out of my comfort zone. Cause like, yeah. I mean, it's like, like when I just said with webinars, like that was so far in my comfort zone. I had written it off. I was terrified about it. And it was yeah. like one of the biggest things that grew my business last year. Yeah. So like you always need to be doing things that make you want to shit your pants because yep. if you're not, then I guarantee you, you are missing yep. out on a whole lot of growth. If it doesn't make you text the poop emoji to your best friend right after you did it, then go back to the drawing board. Yeah, I, I have to say, I want to say like, this is another thing. I don't remember who said it. I actually, I had a coaching call with What's his name? I feel so bad. James Wedmore. Oh, uh, wow. And he, he, <laughs> he, he always emphasizes that you need to focus your time on like the 5% of activities that are going to get you like 90% of your results. And those are almost yes. always going to be the most scary, uncomfortable ones uh-huh. that you don't want to do. Uh-huh. And I was like, that's so true. And I see so many people like focusing on like, oh, I need to spend like two more weeks tweaking my website and oh, I need to retweak this and oh, I need to like revise my blog post like 20 times so it's perfect so I can like get it out there. I'm like, no, those are comfortable safety zone tasks that really are not doing you any favors. Like you need to be spending your time on the scary crap that's actually going to make an impact on your business. (laughs) I love that. Like, like, yes, that that's a perfect lead in to talk strategy to me. Like, I think that that's one of them. Talk strategy to me. I love it. That's the free strategy. So now I want you to break out three to five tasks that if someone's like, okay, Allison, you've got me off the fence. I might have two people on my email list right now. And I want to get some more people on there, like by the end of the month, what can they be doing three to five steps for them to make that happen. Okay, so the first thing I would say is that you need to create what so many people refer to as the perfect freebie. And this should not be something that you're guessing on. This should not be something that you're 
hoping people will like, you should be, you should survey your audience. If you have any audience, even if you only have five people on your email list, send a survey and a short survey too. Like don't send, it bugs me when people post like 10 to 15 question surveys because no one's going to want to fill those out. I never want to fill those out. So send a two to three question survey to your email list, even if it is tiny and just ask them, what is like your number one biggest struggle when it comes to blank, the topic of what you do? Um, and if you could have a free, and I literally did this at the beginning of this year, what if you could have a free training or free whatever on the topic of what you do, what would it be? And mm-hmm. that take what they tell you they want, make a free thing that is awesome, that's going to blow their socks off. Yeah. And then offer that in exchange for their name and email. Your freebie should make people be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is free. This is awesome. Mm-hmm. So figure out what your people want by asking them and then make it. Once you make it, you need to actually get it in front of people. So do link exchange with partners, like partnering up, whether it's a joint venture webinar or doing a link exchange or just getting in front of other people's audiences is going to grow you so much faster because yep. you're going to be getting in front of a fresh audience every time. So you're going to have to put yourself outside your comfort zone. You're going to have to reach out to people and you're going to need to start getting in front of people's audiences with your amazing freebie that you know people want because they told you it's what they wanted. Yep. Don't overthink it. Just create it. Just do it and get some people beside your mom and your dog on your email list. Yes. Because I know you made your dog an email so you could test the process. That's okay. We did it too. (laughs) But let's get past it. Okay. Yes. Yes. It is important. (laughs) Tell everybody where they can find you online and what you have going on right now. Yeah, so you can find me at wonderlast.com and I have got loads of free goodies and resources depending on what you need. And speaking of creating that elusive freebie, I have a free four-part video series called the Ignite Your List Challenge that is also available on my site. Um, I can give you the link and we can put it in like the show notes or something, but I've got that. And then I've also got a branding course that has been ruminating, baking in my brain for a few years now, and that is happening this summer. So I'm going to be teaching you how to infuse every aspect of your personality into every aspect of your brand. And that's happening this summer. So Yay. We'll drop some direct links for you guys in the show notes. And you're, where are you at on Instagram? Yeah. I am at Wonderless. Super simple. So go follow her in all places. Go join her Facebook group. We'll drop the links to all that good stuff there. You guys are going to have a really good time. Thank you so much for being on. This was a blast. I don't want it to end. I'm just, I mean, I want to go make my coffee and change my shirt for my pit stains, but this has been so much fun. This, this was a good time. Thank you for hanging out. We had a blast. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. 
You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.